You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just going to tell it like it is. See me get nervous, I done did it perfect, we're hard and determined, it's safe to say I earned it, whoa. Yeah, none of you guys as cold as me, whoa. Matter of fact, none of you guys got sold at me, whoa. Post my podcast every week so they can hear me. Whoa. <laughs> family. I love my soul for thoughts, family. Like, whoa. <laughs> What's going on? It's good to be back in the kitchen. Water whipping another episode. Skirt, skirt. I'm your host, Mr. Soul for Thoughts himself. Slick P. Welcome to episode 13. Hey. Remember I told y'all we was going to get loud and boisterous this year? I'm still holding to that promise. I had a co-worker come up to me and tell me every time he's on Facebook or Instagram, he sees Slick Soul for Thoughts. And that just made me light up. Because that means what I'm doing is working. I got the recipe. Follow me. They think I know the way. <laughs> I told him that's the goal. The goal is to be seen, to be heard, to make people take notice, to be loud and boisterous. I hope everyone's week has been magnificent, superb, splendid. I hope it's been filled with many blessings. You took any losses. If you took any losses, I hope you turn those losses into lessons. But speaking of losses, I want to take this time to have a moment of silence for the young men who took a loss Monday night at the hands of the LSU Tigers. Damn, damn, damn. (laughs) Defeat is never easy, but we all know y'all will be back next year. All in. You know, I'm a Florida State fan. I'm a Seminole. But I was rooting for LSU even though I live in the Palmetto State. I seen some residents of South Carolina was mad at the fact that everybody in the state wasn't rooting for the Clemson Tigers Monday night. Their logic is even though Clemson is not your team, you still should be rooting for them just because they're in the same state in which you live. 
would you be my neighbor? <laughs> Man, this is not Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, and it don't work like that in sports. I hope y'all keep that same energy election time. Many of you are Democrats, so when Lindsey Graham wins the state of South Carolina yet again, I want y'all to apply that same logic and congratulate him, Democrats. Remember, it's South Carolina everything. This should be a long weekend for some. The nation celebrates the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King this Monday. And I know some people feel like Dr. Martin Luther King sold us out somehow because he fought for integration instead of separation. That's crazy to me. Especially coming from ones that's looking at hindsight. It's easy to... I guess criticize and critique after the fact. But it's different when you're right there standing in the fire going through that shit. And the truth is, most of y'all never stood for anything of importance anyway. Dr. King stood for what he believed gave his people the best opportunity at a better life. His stance can be argued, but at the end of the day, he put himself on the line to help millions of people. I know we as black people saw some success during the segregation. Everybody loved to say Black Wall Street bring up tussle. But not everyone was succeeding. I read a book called The Color Law by Richard Rothstein. And it illustrates life during segregation. Blacks had ghettos, no good schools, not many decent communities. Neighborhoods was near waste fields and toxic plants um, because the government and the city officials zoned them, zoned them that way. So this is like a systematic racism, systematic oppression. Like, I don't, I can't see how, how people can think that integration was just this bad thing. Blacks had it rough. And even when Marcus Garvey fought for separation, they denied him. They didn't want to give us our own land to build our own nation away from the oppressors. So Martin fought for an alternative. Even though his philosophy or approach started to change near the end of his life, he fought to be equal, to have a fair shake at things. He did it peacefully because he knew the odds was against us. They was already killing us and fighting back would just made it even worse. So, even if you disagree with his approach, you still have to commend him for his stance and his efforts. He definitely paid the way for us today. We should celebrate him by building on his legacy, succeeding at all levels of life, by taking advantage of the opportunities we have that he fought for and ultimately died for. So, with that being said, so for Thoughts Podcast salutes Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Rest in peace. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Bam, bam, bam. I think that's how the song go. <laughs> Man, let me tell y'all. I made a commitment on cutting back on Hennessy. So, this is my cutting back on Hennessy campaign. One of my 2020 goals was to 
wean myself off beer and Hennessy. Beer is adding to the gut. And the hen dog, well, the hen dog is for the young fellas. I reached an age where I can't bounce back from the hen like I used to. I used to be able to run through the hen like water and still bounce back the next day like it ain't nothing. But now, it's like I got to clear my schedule when I drink it. That's how I know it's time to hang it up. It's over with. Maybe not completely, but I'm definitely going to cut back. So I decided I would switch to an alternative, which happens to be wine. So I asked my Facebook friends for some suggestions on some good wines. Found out that I have a timeline full of winos. <laughs> but they did offer a lot of great selections. I remember going to Olive Garden some years back. And I remember sitting at the table and everybody in our area had a glass of wine. And here I go drinking a, a beer. I had, a, a I think, a 32-ounce Bud Light sitting on my table staring at me. I'm like, man, get some class about yourself. <laughs> so I was like, shit, next time, I'm going to get me a glass too. So the next time I rolled around, and I got the wine menu, and I'm looking at it up and down, like I knew what I was looking at, and the whole time, I ain't have a clue. Only thing I seen that looked familiar was Pinot Grigio. And I only remember that because my sister them used to keep a four pack in the refrigerator um, when they was in college. So I asked the waitress, what does she recommend? And she um, steered me to a red wine which was one of the most bitterest wine I ever tasted. You know, I figured, well, I'm new to this, so maybe it got to grow on me. She gave me a sample to try it first, and it tasted okay, so I was like, yo, bring me a glass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bring me a glass. So once I got the glass, I ain't like it, though. But I also didn't want to sit in the back and tell her I didn't like it right after I just tasted it and told her that I did. So I sipped, I sipped on the smoke throughout the night and I only managed to drink maybe a quarter of the glass. I still down there had a full glass. So I was mad I wasted money on something that I didn't even drink. And you know when you waste money, you start thinking about everything else you could have done with that money. I was like, man, <laughs> I could have got a shot of him or two beers. If I had known this shit was going to taste like this. But thankfully, now my Facebook friends have allowed me to have some, some sense of direction next time I decide to have some wine. Like I mentioned, I had made a post on Facebook asking for wine suggestions. So my cousin called me that same night that I made the post to give me another suggestion. I don't know if y'all have family members or friends that y'all talk to and when y'all talk, the conversation never ends how it started. That's how it is with me and my cousin. Me and cuz, we don't talk daily or even every month. But when we do, it's always a good deep conversation. Or at least it ends that way. It's like we just pick right back up from where we left off the last time. But anyway, cuz called about the wine. 
but the conversation shifted to mentors and words of advice that we receive from them that help shape who we are today. And one of the mentors or one of the names that came up was Reverend Miller. Reverend Miller was one of the best mentors a young man could ask for. He grew up in the same environment as the boys he mentored, so he knew firsthand of the things they were probably dealing with or going through. He always was that listening ear. He always made you feel like whatever you were saying mattered. He never preached or talked at you, but instead he talked with you. He never passed judgment, and he always left you feeling hopeful by reassuring you everything will work yourself out and offering some sound advice. So, like I was saying, me and Cuz, we were sharing stories with, with each other about advice we had received that was instrumental in saving our lives. That helped us to be better men and to make better choices later in life. And sometimes the gems that you receive today might not be useful for you right away, but eventually those seeds that were planted will begin to blossom just in time for the season that you're going to need them for. And that was basically the objective I had in mind when I was starting this podcast. I wanted to create content, a platform that could possibly save someone's life one day. I asked that question the other day on social media. Who life will you save? Meaning, what would you do or what will you say that would help someone else become a better them? How will you impact this world? What will your legacy be? I think we all should have these questions in our mind when putting things out in the universe. Be mindful of the words and the message that you are sending. Don't let your message be one of destruction, but let it be one of life. Y'all see how quickly a conversation can change and get deep? <laughs> I went from talking about Clemson losing to saving someone's life. But that's how me and Cuz conversation usually goes. From zero to 60 real quick. And I don't know if he knows. I'm sure he does know. But I'm thankful to be able to have that person that I can build with. We don't just talk. We build. Men venting and open up to each other. And expressing ourselves in a way nobody else can understand. Because it's a baptism. Every time we talk. So cuz. Thank you. Before getting into today's topic, I want to shed light on something that's major. Sanger Akon is building his very own Wakanda on 2,000 acres of land in Senegal. And he also will have his own cryptocurrency, which is called Acorn. <laughs> the city will run entirely on Acorns. He chose this type of currency because he believes it will enable people in Africa to advance themselves independent of the government. 
Acorn system will also allow people to establish credit, borrow money, and lots more. Acorn is doing major things. Just in 2014, he brought electricity to nations in Africa by way of solar street lights and small energy systems. So, big ups to Acorn again. Wakanda forever. Today's episode is about defining yourself in your brand. Who do you want to become? Like Jay-Z said, hold, remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Meaning, we create who we want to be through influences such as mentors, what we consume our minds with such as what are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you watching? And also, of course, who we surround ourselves with. The old saying, be mindful of the company you keep. You may hear me repeat phrases, terms, just messages in general. And most information is not new. It's recycled anyway but it's given to you with a different perspective. You may read books on the same subject matter such as business books, and each book will probably tell you at least one point that you heard before in another book. But each book may offer a different perspective on that principle. The first book, the author perspective, may not resonate with you so you don't really pay it no mind. But you might see the same principle again, but only this time, the author puts it in a way that it hits home for you. So now you're receiving the message that's being taught. I try to do that with this platform. I try to offer messages in a way that's easy to understand and easy for someone to relate to. Most people have good messages, but the delivery stops them from getting the message through. You have to be able to reach before you can teach. Man, let me get back on track here. I'm about to get sidetracked. So, we're talking about defining ourselves. Whatever goal or career choice you decide to make, you have to have a mentor or an avatar, a person that you can study, a person that have reached the destination that you are aiming for. So you want to be able to dissect them, pick their mind, pick their brain, a person that you can learn from. Start putting yourself in their position and start thinking how they would think. There's a saying, if you want to produce great acorns, then think like an oak, not like an acorn. Think like the person you intend to become. Be so obsessive with who you want to become 
that it's all that you think about. Remember, the first principle from Think and Grow Rich is desire. Having that burning desire. You should become a sponge. You should soak up everything possible that you can use to help you along your path. The people that succeed at life follows a strict routine. They have created for themselves successful habits. Place emphasis on things that's going to help you become who you plan to be. And don't waste time on things that don't benefit you. Successful people are usually goal setters. They set goals and create plans on how to accomplish those goals. They review goals daily as part of a routine. I mentioned on the last episode that you should have smaller goals as well as bigger goals. And that you should celebrate those smaller goals just like you would those bigger goals. Doing this creates a successful habit. There's a quote that says, A man who moves mountains begins by carrying away small stones. So, don't get overwhelmed by the thought of achieving your larger goals. Achieving those smaller goals will help you set up to achieve those larger ones. Another successful habit is something we already talked about on here and it's time management. Being able to prioritize what you need to do and maximize your time. This leads to people being resort driven. People want to see results. They want to see the fruits of what they are they label of their hard work. And living a healthy lifestyle also results in success. Maintaining mental and physical health. You can work out. You can meditate. And you have to get your proper sleep. Use some of your spare time to relax. You don't want to burn yourself out. I seen a post on Facebook that said, Capitalism has us feeling like everything we do in our free time is worthless because it's not tied to productivity. And that's true. I felt like that on many occasions because they try to convince you that you're losing if you're not bad chasing every minute. Hell, Steve Harvey says rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. We all want to be financial free, financial independent, but don't let it be at the expense of your health. Take time when you need to, to gather yourself. Your family needs you here. That leads me into the next successful habit, which is family time. Spend time with your loved ones. It will keep you balanced, and plus family is everything. They will remind you of who you are and who you are doing it for, especially if you have kids. That should be your ultimate motivator, your kids. Lead them something. That's why it's big to create multiple streams of income. You can't lead them that job. So lead them something that you can pass on to them. Put them in a better position. Make sure they straight when you no longer here to look after them. 
I mean, last habit, you have to be consistent and have discipline. Consistency is key. These are my two words for this year. So y'all will hear them often. In order to achieve anything, you have to be disciplined and consistent with your approach. Which goes back to the first point of having a routine. A lot of people focus on the success, the end results, rather than the sacrifices, the process. One thing about it, two things for sure, three things for certain, is that you can't skip the process. The last principle I have in defining yourself is you have to be coachable. Everybody knows what a coach is. Basically, a, a person who helps someone develop their talents, develop their skills, someone who gives direction and improves a person's performance. A coach is a facilitator of learning, if that makes sense. Many people credit their coaches for their growth and their success. A coach is similar to that mentor that you studied. A coach has been where you're going or at that place currently. They would teach you how to execute all the things you learn from your mentor or your avatar. But you have to be coachable. You have to have that willingness to learn and want to get better. You don't know everything, no matter how much you may convince yourself that you do. And even if you're good at something, you can always be better. Being coachable means being open to feedback. Being open to constructive criticism without taking it personally. Willing to critique yourself in order to improve. Just a willingness to give it your all and to be the best you can be. So, you have getting a mentor, avatar, a person to study. You have create a routine, which is your successful habits. And you have to be coachable, a willingness to learn. I hope these principles, these tips, will be helpful for you in designing yourself. Do, 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 do. Y'all know what time it is. When you hear that beat drop for the second time, that means it's time for the album of the week selection. This week album comes from an underground rapper from DC by the name of Uptown XO. His new album, Culture Over Corporate, is this week's album of the week. My homie Pro put me on this album and I really enjoyed it. Like a few artists have done recently, Uptown uses his platform to address issues that's plaguing this country. He talks about the gentrification in the D.C. area. The area he once knew is no longer the same. 
This album is definitely full of emotions and soul. Uptown is delivering some hard-hitting bars over some smooth production. A couple songs that have that jazz feel, you can hear those live instruments in the background. This was my first time listening to an Uptown EXO project, and it's safe to say he gained a fan. I recommend this album, so when you get a moment, check it out. Before I finish with the music portion of this podcast, I would like to acknowledge Biggie and the legendary Miss Whitney Houston for being inducted into the 2020 Rocker Hall of Fame. Congratulations to them, and may they continue to rest in peace. Don't forget to tell your friends, family, co-workers, even strangers in passing, to DSS, to download, subscribe, and share Sofa Thoughts Podcast. Invite them to the Sofa Thoughts Cookout. Remember, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Sofa Thoughts Podcast. I enjoyed it. And until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.